Hello, and welcome to the Lighten Up podcast with Lauren Polly, your invitation for living on the lighter side of life. I'm Lauren Polly, and I am delighted you have chosen to join me today. Episode 242, Clearing Headspace. Uh, this is a huge conversation. We talk about this a lot on this particular show, but I know there's tons of other content out there. There's also a lot of different ways to clear headspace. And if you're anything like me, you probably need all the tools at your disposal, especially with the wild and crazy world we are currently living in. I wanted to talk today about a really specific way I cleared my own head this week when it would not shut up. <laughs> and I mean like that 3 a.m. head where you wake up and all of a sudden out of nowhere, you are going and going and going and going and your mind just will not be quiet. Uh, sleep becomes very elusive, but also your body starts to respond. You know, you might start having a little bit of a rushed heart rate. You may start sweating a little bit. You may get really uncomfortable. Uh, like me, you may actually have to get up out of bed to move around. And of course, it doesn't stop there. A lot of times during the day, the headspace continues to be crowded, let's call it. But at the same time, you don't really notice it as much because you're distracted so much by the outside world. I think we notice it more in the middle of the night because that is a peaceful time or supposedly, supposedly so. And so it becomes a little bit louder and more overt, but that is just one signal that your headspace is probably overly crowded during the day as well. You just don't even notice it. And look for yourself what happens when you're overly full. When your head is overly full with information, old trauma, kind of like replaying old conversations in your head back and forth, before you know it, you have a really, really short fuse. You can't really take on more information. So productivity goes down for sure. Uh, but also interactions get kind of short tempered. You may start having a little bit more of a short fuse and you also may burn out if it's a chronic issue. So this is an important conversation, but I want to point out, you may notice it when it gets exacerbated in the evening time trying to sleep, but that just is a cue that during the day, your headspace is probably overcrowded as well. So we have to put a little more attention on it. So this week I was training two new employees at the hospital. For those of you who don't know, I run a hospital department in speech therapy, as well as doing my coaching and consulting business and writing my books. So I just have a full schedule. I don't like to call it busy because if you call it busy, then all of a sudden you get stressed out and overwhelmed. So easy mind hack there. It's a very full schedule, um, but it's a little more full. <laughs> say than typical right now, especially with training people. Uh, also having someone kind of attached to my hip all day is a new and not so fun experience. I am not someone who likes people time all the time. I love people. I am kind of extroverted that way, but I really require my downtime and my space. So for me, I know some of the triggers going into a busy mind is going to be how much alone time have I had? And if I haven't had a lot, that's going to be a big trigger for me. I kind of need space in between people to be able to process, relax a little, and kind of find myself again. And so when I have eight hours of no time like that, except when I go to the bathroom, so I've been using that hack a lot of excusing myself to the restroom just to have a five-minute breather. It's a good trick if you're stuck in a situation like I was this week. 
Um, but when that's kind of the only time to decompress and kind of find yourself amidst all the talking and the listening and the back and forth, it's a little much sometimes. So I have had 3 a.m. head big time this week where my brain has just been going, going, going. And you get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. And instead of having a calm head to lull you back into sleep, your mind constantly goes back to business or the conversation you had or the big worry in your world. It's almost like your conversation or your need to respond to external stimuli never really gets shut off all the way. Uh, for me, it got really intense midweek, halfway through, and I knew kind of the culprit, you know what I mean? I knew I wasn't having enough space without people. I also know that, look, in my job and my role and the way it is right now, it's required. There's no way around it, right? So those of you who are working outside of the home, running your own business, I mean, we all have times where things just get busier and you know the trigger you know what's causing it. But at the same time, that's life. A lot of times we can make some adaptions, but being like, you know what? I don't like to be around people all the time and I'm not having enough space to get my other work done. So I'm just not going to train that employee. Uh, you can't do that. <laughs> Your business is exploding in a really cool way and you've got all these possibilities and doors opening for you. Uh, you kind of need to lean into that saying, you know what? I'm overwhelmed and I'm kind of tired. So I'm just going to pass on that. Probably isn't your best choice. So we really need to look at when life gets busy and the volume gets turned up, what do we need to know about ourselves? Like me, I get triggered when I don't have enough downtime, alone time, and I feel like I have too much on my plate. That happened this week. Uh, but at the same time, I knew it was inescapable. I knew there's an end point, but I also knew that this week or two or three, it's unavoidable. So what do I do about it? What I would love to do is kind of more of an experiential learning right now, if you don't mind closing your eyes. If you're driving a car, I know a lot of you listen to me while you're driving. Do this later when you're at home or even while you're driving, if you can just relax a little bit. Again, like I had pointed out earlier, our 3 a.m. head gets really loud because usually our day-to-day -day waking hour head is loud. We just don't notice it because we're getting super distracted by everything else around us. So when you're distracted and you're constantly trying to respond to the things in your world, you put up a lot of barriers where you don't notice sometimes that overwhelm. So closing your eyes lets you soften and kind of tune in to let those barriers come down. But even if you're busy, you're driving or walking around and listening to me now, go ahead and just see if you can soften a little bit. Or well, maybe exhale just a little. And I want you to put everything you've been juggling, because we all juggle, no matter what stage of our life we're at, busy or not, everything you've been juggling in little balls. You can make them little clear bubbles around you. You can make them in little spheres, whatever it is, so that it's kind of a self-contained entity, right? Not part of you, not something you have to continue to carry, but maybe just like a little ball that you're actually juggling in your space. Right. So for me, I was putting my colleagues in those balls. I was putting my very full email that I had no time to attend to because I was teaching somebody eight hours straight in a ball. I was putting the patient complaints because I run the department in a ball. I was putting all the stuff that's going on personally and family, all of that in a ball. 
And kind of all those idiosyncrasy things, all those things that you don't really think are bugging you. World events, maybe, that you're hearing secondhand, that again, you've put up a barrier to, but is still playing in your space. All of those things, all of them go in a ball. Just perceive how many balls you're juggling right now. And I also want you to perceive how close those balls feel to you. How much they're actually in your space, pushed up real tight against you. And I want you to be a volleyball player and just volley them away. You can push them away. You can bat them away with your hand. Anything so that they actually move further away and they're not crowding your head, crowding your body, and cluttering up your emotional state. More space. You can expand your own space as well. If you've done any meditation or breath work, you know it's just a matter of feeling more relaxed and more open. But I also want you to move those balls back. And what happens to your headspace? To feel a little better? What happens to your body? Does it start to actually feel more relaxed and more open? One thing that I have learned lately about myself is that I really live in response. And that may or may not be true to you, but typically how I'm living is in response to my external stimuli and also my internal inspiration. And that's not a bad thing. That's just kind of the way I tick. Something comes upon my plate, I respond to it. And so if you can think about these balls, these things you have to deal with, these things you have to juggle that way, when a ball comes at you, just like in sports, you're going to respond to the ball. You're going to hit it with a bat. You're going to hit it with your arms. It's going to go away from you, right? Now, the only time you really need to respond to that same ball again is when it comes like a game of volleyball, right? Back and forth, back and forth. The thing is, a lot of the things that we deal with in our life don't actually come back. We respond to them. We volley it away or we should volley it away. But for some crazy reason, we have learned this unconscious behavior that we need to track it. I need to be super aware of that ball. Or I maybe might be a little bit triggered and upset by that ball. Maybe it's an interaction I didn't like. Maybe it's something where I thought I messed up. So the self-judgment starts to come in. Oh, I should have handled that differently. Or, oh my goodness, if it comes back, what's going to be the next response from that person? So what we do is we start becoming hypervigilant and tracking those balls, even when we volley them away. So before you know it, your space is overly crowded. You're not just juggling the balls that you have to respond to right now, the things that are actually up, your kids needing dinner. You know, this thing at work, this meeting that you actually have to be really present in, training this employee who's right in front of your face. Those are immediate things you have to respond to. All the other stuff that you've already responded to needs to be volleyed away. And you need to lose this subconscious thing where you feel like you have to track it. You have to follow it because that's the thing that's really clouding up your head. And I know like on a cognitive level, on a thought level, it makes sense. We totally get it. We hear so much about the only thing that matters is the now. You know, the past is all kind of um, worked with our own perception. 
and the future hasn't happened yet. So those are just worry spots that are what ifs may not actually come true, but we still do this thing. We still do this where our head is overly busy with that. And in our natural state, none of it belongs to us. You know, we pick up on thoughts, feelings, and emotions all the time from other people. We perceive other people worrying about the situation. So we start to worry about it too, because it triggers that hypervigilance that there might be something there, right? However, we need to start challenging our perspective with that. In our natural state, we don't have any of these subconscious behaviors. We don't have any of these things programmed. We don't live in a state where we have to be hypervigilant for safety or protection or to be perfect or to feel like we're in control in some way. These are all just human tendencies that we have picked up on since birth. So we need to build our awareness field around that. It doesn't mean it goes away immediately. It doesn't mean maybe it ever goes away. I mean, I've been at this for what, 15, 20 odd years of self-improvement and development and trying different tools. The head still gets busy. You know why? Because I'm still living a life. I'm still creating. I'm still interacting with people. And being alive means being in response. You're going to be responding to the things around you. You really need to be mindful of what triggers you, how you respond to things in kind of more that natural, relaxed state that's you and not all this programming. And also start to peel back the layers when the volume turns up and you actually get busy, your schedule gets more full, or maybe there's more traumatic stuff going on. How do you look to see where those balls are that you may be hypervigilant about? Where are you tracking situations where you've already responded and you need to let go? You need to volley the ball of that, put it in a ball, put that person, put that event, put that situation in a self-contained ball, this isolated sphere that is not part of you and actually volley it away. Don't track it. It will come back if you need to respond again. And you just need to start to learn to trust that. I need to start to learn to trust that. I did this exercise that I walked you through at 3 a.m. last Wednesday night, and it was amazing because it totally changed my space. I went back to work on Thursday. I had more of a sense of relaxation. I felt more expanded. My head felt clearer. My body felt more relaxed. Even my emotional state felt more regulated so that when I had to jump back into training this employee, I had to start responding to the backlog of other tasks that I just didn't have time to get to, I was able to flow with it a little easier. And I was also able to tell when my mind started to track things again, ah, wait a second, put that thing back in that ball, isolated bubble, not part of me, not mine, and volley it away. That has been asked and answered, done. And we don't live our life that way. We need to live it a little bit more. You know, that event was responded to already. We're finished for right now. My part is done. That question's been asked. It's been answered. We don't have to revisit it. That conversation was so intense and so stressful. But you know what? I don't have to relive it. It's not going to change anything. I'm going to let it go. So start to play with this in your own space. I invite you definitely at 3 a.m. If that's kind of what you're doing, like I was waking up with a busy head, it's very, very helpful in the middle of the night. I was able to go right back to sleep. But also, again, that's a signpost that your day-to-day life, your waking hours are probably a bit crowded. Nothing wrong with that. You're going to have times where that's unavoidable. 
But where are you overcrowding your space, getting a very, very busy mind and a very, very tight, stressed body because you aren't letting things go? Play with this. See how it unfolds for you. I hope and I trust that it will give you a sense of space in your head, in your body, in your life. And from there, maybe a greater sense of presence with what actually needs to be responded to. I think so many of us go through our lives without actually waking up fully in the moment. We're stuck in the past worrying about, oh my gosh, what did we do and how horribly we might have messed things up or reliving our glory days because that feeds us in a better way. Our present may be not quite as delicious. And so we do that. Or we spend all of our time worrying about the what ifs that may come the road. If you actually got really present and allow the things that you've responded to already to get out of your space, done, asked and answered, all finished. And if you actually didn't let future events become their own ball to crowd you to, because you know it hasn't happened yet. Trust, have faith and relax that you can push that ball away and that you'll have everything you need to respond to it in that moment it does come your way. I hope this episode was helpful for you. You can always reach me at lauren at laurenpolly.com to let me know how it's going or follow me on any of my social channels and let me know there. I hope you have an amazing week. And as always, I will chat with you next Tuesday.